I'm sure like, like me, you have been enjoying the word that Pastor has been sharing with us in the last two Sundays, talking about living by the word, living by the truth, you know, preparing our hearts and preparing us to walk in the holiness of the word of God, because that's the only way we overcome. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. And uh, he's been uh, talking to us on, or, or, or teaching us uh, on Psalms 86, 11. And it says in the Amplified Classic, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely, reverently, to fear and to honor your name. And of so many things he's been, uh, 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 statements he's been making. And he said that to unite with God is to live by the truth of the word of God. Because truth is only found in the word of God. And so he said, choose the truth and walk in the light. So uh, when he asked me to take the prayer meeting tonight, as I was preparing last evening and early this morning, I couldn't get away from that same title, Living by the Truth. I felt that uh, we need to continue and now pray regarding the help of God by his word to walk in the truth that God is speaking to us so evidently because, you know, God will always prepare us for where we are going. And so I believe he's preparing us to live in the truth because of what is coming. <laughs> a lot is coming. <laughs> and I don't know what is coming, but a lot is coming. My heart knows a lot is coming. Can I explain it and expound it? No. But I know a lot is coming. So I would like my heart to be prepared to, and to, uh, uh, to recognize truth when all that is coming comes, so that I'm not amongst the ones that are deceived. So we'll go to Psalms 119, verse 1 uh, to 7. We will, read in the, uh, we will read it in the New Living Translation, NLT. So uh, Psalms 119, verse 1 says, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully all that my act, actions would consistently reflect your decrees, then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. Those words carry a lot of weight. If you were to uh, take, remove each one of them, and do a Bible study on each of them. You cannot exhaust what those words uh, carry. They, they are talking a lot about the integrity, the people that walk in integrity. What is it that they do? Because 
integrity is where truth is found. Verse 1 says, our integrity is demonstrated through obedience. Let's go back to, yeah, it says, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. That means we are people who obey the word of God. People of integrity obey the word of God. That's character number one. People of integrity do not question the word of God. Is this what the word says? I'm going to do it because I'm a person of integrity. And for sake of time, I won't uh, uh, exhaust all of them. But uh, I'm just picking the ones that I, 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 I saw highlight, I, I would highlight. Verse 7, let's go to verse 7 and see what it says. As I, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. So I saw there that our thankfulness to God is expressed by the way we live. It's not necessarily by the songs we sing. It's not necessarily by we lifting up hands and we are worshiping the Lord. And so we are saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a part of it. But the height of thankfulness is my life. Am I living my life according to the word of God? When people live according to the word of God, it demonstrates to God that they are thankful. So our, our, uh, uh, our thankfulness is to God is expressed by the way we live. So we ought to be very careful how we live. Because if you're living outside of the word of God, are you a thankful person? No. You may, you may be saying thank you, thank you, thank you, but what demonstrates your thankfulness is your life itself. And, uh, and, uh, and then one of them said that we, we have to do it consistently. It's not uh, today we are doing it and tomorrow we are not. We develop that consistency of do, being, be, be, uh, doing the word of God. And uh, uh, I had uh, one preacher say that Miss Gloria Copeland said that inconsistency lies the victory inconsistency. The more consistent you are, the more you move forward. You could be a doer of the word, but intermittently. So today you are, tomorrow you are not. Today you were, next month is something different. And so you could be going around the mountain because there is, there is lack of consistency. Why? Because consistency pushes you further. So you can be gaining ground. And when you stop doing the word, you stay stagnant. So you're not moving forward. And sometimes you detour. Or sometimes you move a little back. But if you're consistent with your faith walk, you will find that you are being accelerated in your growth. So that's why she would say, inconsistency lies the victory. Without consistency, it's a... Patapotea, for I don't know how I would say it. It's a miss and miss. You understand? So sometimes you get it, and sometimes you don't get it. So it's that game that you didn't play, Patapotea. So tonight we are going to look at some scriptures that we can uh, look at the instructions concerning uh, living the life of truth so that we can pray 
accurately believing God to continue expounding and revealing and, and, uh, and, and just showing us how we can pursue the life of victory. So let's go to Matthew 6, 9 uh, to 10. We can read it in the Passion Translation, Matthew 6, 9 to 10. <clears throat> in the Passion Translation, this was when Jesus was with his disciples. Of course, they asked him how to show them how to pray. And this is what Jesus said uh, in the Passion Translation. He says, a, a prayer like this, our, our beloved Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. May the glory of your name be the, be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven. So I'd like us to look at a couple of words there that, I, that stood out for me that says that may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives stand. And of course, Jesus talking to the disciples here, he was uh, 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 expressing the will of God. He, he says, uh, uh, your will be done on earth. And his purpose is his will. We know that. His will can only be attained his way. He, he, we know his will. So if we are to attain his will, then we can only do it his way. Isn't it? And not our way. Because many times we tend to want to do God's will our way. But his will can only be done his way. I remember one of the teachings of Pastor J.B., when he was teaching about uh, uh, leadership, and he was talking about, if you remember the diagram he uh, showed about the funnel, and he said that the mandate comes from God to the pastor, and then it is disseminated to the building teams and the building teams to the functional teams, and, and, and the funnel means that there is a way. It can only be done that way. We cannot start from bottom up. Bottom-up policy is okay for the Kenya government, but it is not okay for the kingdom of God, okay? So we cannot be confused about, no, things are done this way. Th th those are natural ways. The spiritual way is that there is a way God mandates it's done, and his work and his will is only attained his way. So we, are, we have to be very uh, intentional, to seek his ways so that we can, attain, we can attain his will. So we want to look at that statement that may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives stand. And I looked at the definition of the word center and it says it's the point from which an activity or process is focused on. That's what a center is. So when it says that may your, the glory of your name be the center on which our lives stand on, then he is the center of every decision I make. He is the center of every prayer I make. He is the center of every activity I'm involved in. He is the center. 
I'm not doing this for nothing else. I'm doing it for him because he is the center on which my life is focused on. And then the word turn, there's, uh, the definition of the word turn is, in this context, there are many definitions, but I pick the one that is in the context of what that scripture says. It's to move in a circular direction round an axis or a point. So then when it says that, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn, then it means that whichever way my life is turning, I have to be conscious that it is hanging on the axis of his word. Because his word is what will drive the movement of my life. Is it raising a family? I have to be intentional that he is the axis of how this family is raised. Is it doing a business? I have to be very careful that the, this, I, the axis on which I'm turning, any decision I'm making, any investment I'm making, I have to be very intentional that the word of God is at the center of those decisions. Because only then will I reach my victory place. Okay? So God's word is the axis on which our lives rotate. If my life is rotating or not anything else, I'm off course. Because it's the only way that I can live. Then I will be able to say, your kingdom come. Why? Because I have laid the structure right. When the structure is laid right on earth, heaven has no problem in disseminating the victories that we are looking for. That's why in Ephesians 1, 3, the scripture will say that God has already blessed us with all blessings in the spiritual places. So God has already released it, but now the foundations we lay down here determines how the blessings are being released in our lives. So that's why we have to let God's word be the axis on which our lives are rotating. Uh, let's go further down to, uh, yeah, we, sorry, oh, you went, okay. Uh, let's go to Psalms 119, verse 59. 119 in the NLT, please. Uh, I don't know whether it's in the NLT. Okay. The scripture I have here, forgive me, or maybe that's the NLT. Or maybe it's in the passion, I don't know. The, the, uh, the version I have here says, I pondered, oh yeah, that's the correct one. I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. Whoever this psalm is, says, I'm not sure it's David, he says that, I saw, probably he called himself to a meeting and he looked at his life and he says that I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. So it's most likely, I don't know, it's most likely that his life was not looking beautiful for him to ponder. You know, when you say ponder the direction you're, you're taking, ponder the decision you're making, ponder where you're ending. 
the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, uh, what the decisions you are making, ponder where they will take you. So it's likely that this man or woman or uh, well, most likely is a man. This man, his life was not correct. But look at what he says. I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. So what does that tell you? It tells you that he recognized without following the laws of God, he was going the wrong direction. That's what I believe. So then I will say, obedience is a choice. That scripture does not say, I pondered the direction I was, my life was going and I called on you to come and push me to turn. Because that's one of the mistakes we make a lot, especially in prayers. The prayers we, we, we used to make, we don't make them here anymore. <laughs> the prayers we used to make were, God, come. God, come. Come and don't send anybody. Come yourself. You understand? Those prayers of, God, come, don't even send Jesus. Come. Those prayers. This man here says, I pondered the direction. So if he pondered, he must have reflected. And he must have done a validation of his life and recognized something is off here. And what does it say? I turned. So how do we get to the victory lane? We turn ourselves. It's a choice we make. Obedience is a choice. You make the decision to turn to the axis. Okay. The reason we need the word daily is so that we can evaluate the direction we are taking and where necessary, we take a course correction. If you, if you, if you watch documentaries or, or, or about aeroplanes, you, or, or you, will see, you will see that even though there are pilots there and they know where they are going and they have a route map, they say that they have to be alert because it's like every so often they make a course correction to go to the direction they are going. So then we cannot say that we got born again, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we have been anointed and appointed, and therefore our lives are on course. Because we are living, Jesus himself said that we are living in a world that is not beautiful to us. And it is especially harsh to us. So we have to be very intentional about feeding on the word of God daily so that we can evaluate our lives and make course correction where we need to make course correction so that we are sure we are staying on the path because there is a path that we are supposed to follow and we can't afford to detour. Because I said the other time that detours will cost you delays and detours can cost you abortions or detours can cause you missing the mark altogether. Okay, so we have to be intentional in evaluating our own lives versus the word of God. That's where truth comes in. I am intentional to evaluate my life because what I'm seeking the ways of truth. I'm not just, I just don't want just to float through life and get, I know I'll get to heaven, but you can get to heaven empty handed or you can get to heaven loaded with many souls that you carried with you. Why? Because you were intentional in hearing the voice of God. And as he said, you did. And therefore, there became a multiplication of your 
spiritual life, isn't it? So we are supposed to make that decision ourselves. Matthew 6, uh, we already read it, but uh, we can go to the Amplified Version, I think. No, no, no. Let's go to Matthew 6, verse 33. I, no, we didn't read it. Uh, yeah, so it says, So above all, constantly seeks God's kingdom and his righteousness, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Yes, I wanted it in the AMPC. You're so good on that thing, son. Thank you. This is what AMPC says. But seek, aim at, and strive after. Strive after. What pastor always asks, do words mean anything to you? Aim at and strive after. There is work to be done. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and all these things taken together will be given you beside. So what we see here is that there is a requirement on our side. Truth is available, no question about it. Uh, uh, grace is available, no question about it. But that grace has to be ap apprehended by our faith. And this is where our faith comes in. Faith takes what grace has, uh, ha has provided. It appropriates it. But therefore, faith we know only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what is our role? Our role is to engage with the word. Always engage with the word because that's where truth is. That is where faith grows. Okay? So his way of doing and being right is a truthful lifestyle. It involves what you do and how you are. It's not just what you do. It's how you are holistically. How is my life holistically? It's not piecemeals. Peace meals. It is my holistic life. That's what the scripture, I understand the scripture uh, uh, to mean. It involves what I do and how I am holistically. Our why, why is this so? Because our lives portray the choices we make. Every, every choice we make has an impact on our lives, negative or positive. Every choice we make, <laughs> ask those of us who tried, we didn't try. We got married and we, we are not married. It's choices. We made choices. Let nobody come and tell you that it wasn't choices. It was choices. If you make the wrong choices, you eat the bread of wrong choices. If you make the right choices, you stay at that dinner table forever. You understand? Yeah, so choices have consequences. So if we are to live a, a, a truthful life, then we have to be very careful of the choices we, we are making, okay? And uh, I remember last, yeah, it was maybe even both Sundays. I don't remember, but some statements pastor said, he said that, that do not be selective in your hearing where truth is concerned. Don't be selective. And then he also said, pray, uh, he said he had this from Pastor Carla, Pray not to believe a single lie. So even as you're always ready to hear anything from the Lord, then 
your, your connection with the Lord is clear. Be careful that your connection uh, vertically, uh, you're not receiving lies of, of, of the kingdom of darkness because it's loud. The devil is loud and his people are loud and his lurings are loud and glittering and glamorous and, uh, and they will come in all forms and fashions. So let's go to Psalms 119.29. Because as I was preparing, the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me the scripture and I, I, I thought it's uh, quite relevant to those statements. So this is what in the NLT, this is what it's saying. It says, keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Okay. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. What do we see here? Not only should you be praying not to believe the lies from others. Please pray not to believe the lies from yourself. Because yourself is a danger to you. <laughs> yourself can be a danger to you. You know, there are people who literally believe what they believe and they believe they, what they believe is right. And you cannot change that. You can't change them. You can believe a lie yourself, from yourself. You told it yourself and you believed it yourself. I won't ask by a show of hands, but I know all of you have been through there. You've convinced yourself about this matter and you know it is this way and nobody can convince you otherwise except you go back to the word. Because when you go back to the word, it will prove you wrong. I tried to, I, I didn't try, I misbehaved a, a week ago. All of you, I can see all of your eyes, you're like, you misbehaved. Elder Ruth, how did you, how could you? <laughs> I got your attention. <laughs> I misbehaved with my emotions, and I just believed something wrong. And you know, the enemy likes you to believe just something wrong, and then he will work at it. He will, he will take you back to ears back. Yes, and now I see it, and you link, you link all your failures to something that you told yourself. Nobody told you. And you, <laughs> I'm telling you, and you hold a pity party with yourself. I went home and held a pity party with, <laughs> with myself after misbehaving. And I'm having a terrible afternoon. And because of a lie, I told myself. And I'm, and I'm thinking, and I am making plans based on that lie. Am I the only one who makes, we men don't look at me like that. I know you. You make plans. <laughs> And, and you execute them. <laughs> and you execute them. And, but thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. At some point I told myself, hold on. Go back to the word of God. What does the word of God say about you? What has the word of God said about you? And then you see this is what happens. The, 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 the word uh, shifted me from this negativity to the positivity. I put on worship music. I started lifting up my hands and praising the Lord and thanking the Lord and, and uh, part of it, um, thanking the Lord and still the enemy is trying to, to, to put this thought in my, my mind. And it, 
literally terrible. I mean, ter ashaming. I was ashamed of myself at the end of that whole party. Because I thought, you are not dirt. How can you behave like that? <laughs> How do you behave like that? But this is what I'm trying to tell you. You can lie to yourself. You believe that lie and it will detour you. It will pluck you from where God has positioned you. It will kill your marriage. It will make you believe things that are completely wrong. But because you lie to yourself, nobody else can tell you the truth unless you know too well to go back to the word of God. So by the grace of God, I have some tips that I, you know, those sentimental uh, uh, messages that you know. This one, I should carry for, for longevity. Until the day they put my body on in, in the casket, then they can do what they want with it. But before then, I'm keeping it. It's rescued me over and over. So I went back to my, tape, my, my CD and I drew, drew it out. And luckily now it's already on, uh, on uh, YouTube. I, I took out that series. I listened. I listened. It's called the Positive Ministry of the Holy Spirit. I listened to it. I listened by uh, um, Andrew Womack. If you ever wanted it, it will help you. I listened to it all through and through. And I saw all the lies I'm, I'm believing. And I told myself those lies. So you know what I realized? I had to make that choice to turn my life back to the access because I had detoured away from the axis with my wrong thoughts. And I had convinced myself something that was completely wrong. But thank God for the grace of God. So I'm saying all that to say that you can lie to yourself. And if you're not careful, you can live a disastrous life. Well, actually, you're just a turning away from the life of beauty that God has ordained for you. Okay, so please, let's be careful. The key, and, and maybe I would say this since I'm there, <laughs> I realize that usually depression is a result of believing your own lies. Literally. If you, if you check, and God, God have mercy because I'm not condemning nobody, but in most cases, it's because somebody has believed their own lies. And now after that, as I was, uh, I mean, I got free quickly, got happy again, started dancing my jigs, and the devil was under my feet. But, <laughs> but then after that, I, the, uh, a couple of days, I, I, again, I was intentional. I went before the Lord and I asked, Lord, I want to know, how come I allowed my emotions to, be, to go that haywire? Because two times it happened, within a span of a couple of weeks, how come I allowed my emotions to go that haywire? What is not happening with me? Or what have I allowed? What, which door have I opened for, for the enemy to try that far? Because really it was a battle to get my emotions back right. And the Lord, you know the Lord is gracious. When you turn to him and ask, he always speaks to us. And, and, and he, he told me, he reminded me, he said that you have been conversing about negativity uh, for 
with an individual. There is an individual I've been counseling for years. Well, I say counseling, but she's my friend, but we speak a lot. She's even an English friend. She doesn't live here. So we talk a lot, international course, but now they're easy. It's uh, WhatsApp. But she, she, she's gone through a lot of rejection from childhood, but over the years, we've worked together, we have tried, we, we walk and she will go out and she will come back and she, and we've been going through that over and over. So I've had, in the last couple of weeks, I've had to spend too many hours with her, you know, and I think I, 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 I probably somehow did not undergird myself after all that speaking about rejection, and I think the spirit of rejection was hitting on me. So the Lord revealed it to me, and I said, devil, you're such a liar. How I know I'm loved of God, <laughs> and, and how I know I have people who surround me who love me. How dare you? So I became aggressive against him. You understand? So I turned my, my life towards the axis of the word. Because so, I can tell you, it was taking me to a wrong destination, okay? So please, do not uh, allow your, your, yourself to lie to yourself. I'll repeat again a statement I ever said here. I had uh, Bishop T.D. Jake say that the, the greatest enemy to your life is you. Because the enemy does not have the power to take you out of the blessing of God. God is already for you. The word is for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. Your pastors are for you. The only person who can take yourself out of the will of God is you. So he said, don't look for the enemy out there. The enemy is within you. So don't believe a lie that you tell yourself that I'm a failure. Says who? It's only your mind that says that. So you can't believe it, okay? So again, it was Psalms 119. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. So how will you not believe a lie that you tell yourself? By staying in the instructions of the word of God. That's why eating the word is so critical. Because it will undergird yourself. It will, it will undergird you from lying to yourself. So then I think it's, it's correct to say that only the, the life of faith offers victory. Because it's the life of truth. Let's go to 1 Kings 2, verse 3 in the NLT. 1 Kings 2, 3. We look here at how one man was offered success. Uh, this is what he said. It was King David talking to his son Solomon. And he says, Observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. How comprehensive can it be? Mr. Innocent, I think that is comprehensive. Totally. It says, observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. That means don't leave out bits and pieces. It's all his ways. 
keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so, so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. Does it say you will only be successful if you go to America? No. Doesn't even mean whether you're in Kilifi? No. It says wherever. The obeying the word of God, walking in the truth. I said when I, we started that, I believe there are things coming. <laughs> but why we are being prepared to walk in the truth is because even when things are coming our way, wherever we will be, we will have a successful life. Why? Because we are cushioned by the truth we, are, we have pursued. When your life holistically is a life of truth, you don't, you're scared of anybody. You know, have you ever seen people, you, some, their phone is ringing, and they are there, and they are not picking. And you're wondering, why are you not picking your phone? And usually, <laughs> somebody told me, some people don't pick their phones because they will have to lie. Or maybe it's about loans, or whatever it is. So I say, why do people operate a Sigalame life? Even if it's a loan, just pick the phone and say, I don't have the money now. You understand? So when, you are, when, you, when you're living the life of truth, the freedom that comes with it, one of the scriptures Pastor Doyle told is John 17, 17, that talks about sanctify them by your word. Your word is true. So when you are sanctified by the word of God, you can walk with your shoulders high because you owe nobody nothing, you have wronged nobody, you taken nobody's wife, you have not taken nobody's daughter, so you can walk free. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, you don't need three cars to escort you so that nobody knows which one you're riding on. You understand? Yeah. That's the freedom of the truth of the word of God. So David here was telling his son, this is how you become successful in whatever you do and wherever you will go. And David, we know, was a seasoned fighter, wasn't he? David was a seasoned fighter. And, but we don't see him handing his son a manual on how to win earthly battles. And he could have. He could have given him strategies of war. When you're fighting with this king, because he had fought so many kings and he had, had won major wars, he had gained territory by waging warfare. He could, but look at the wisdom of a man when he is handing over his posterity to his son. He tells him, obey, observe the requirements of the Lord your God and follow all his ways. That's the, because he knew that's the only way you can succeed. He understood that even the battles he fought, he did not fight them because he had many chariots or because he had strong horses. He, he won them because the Lord God kept guiding him. Kept guiding him. So that is the secret to the, the, the life of victory. So, so instead of telling him the strategies of war, he told him to follow God's way as the source of success. And that's what truth will bring. It will give you success to levels that you will never have imagined. That when everybody think, is thinking your life is gone, that's the time your life is starting. 
<laughs> your life is, does not hang on what people say. People may look at you and write you off. off. If you've never been written off, I have. Bless the Lord, here I am, standing strong by the masses of God. Because when you follow the ways of God, irrespective of the past, the ways of God are always guaranteed. They will bring fruitfulness in your life. It doesn't matter the challenge that you will face. The word of God penetrates through. I tell my friends, the word of God does not need a visa. So you don't need to book an appointment at any embassy to get the visa to acquire the victory that you're looking for. Just eat the word, stay in the word, pray the word, honor the word, obey the word. You find yourself landing on the best place that God has for you. And I, rem I remind my friends again, the best place is not the place where everybody else is landing. The best place is what God has for you. Many other people may be landing where they are landing. Where do you want to walk their journey? Walk your journey, my brethren. Walk your journey. When you hear the voice of God and you walk in the truth of, of the word of God, it chatters your life correctly. So you're not wasting your time walking somebody else's journey. You know, it's like me saying, I'm going to compete with Innocent and Jedi, and I want to do a bigger business than that's, that. That will be, I mean, that's insanity. Because they are caught into it. I'm not caught to it, into it. I'm caught to raise children. So I'm caught to crawl, to run around with children, to speak some foolish words, you know, like you know, gibberish words with children. That's my call. And it lands me in a successful place. Where theirs lands them in a successful place, isn't it? So we have to understand that the word of God takes us to a successful place wherever God has placed you. So whenever we don't follow God's ways, that's where we enter into error. Let's go to Psalms 95 as we, we are coming to a close. Then we can pray. Uh, Psalms 95:10. I want to read in the Amplified Classic version. Mm -hmm. Listen to what uh, God told the children of Israel. He says, 40 years long was I grieved and disgusted with that generation. And I said, it is a people that do err in their hearts and they do not approve Acknowledge or regard my ways. Why are we seeking the, to walk in truth? So that we may know the ways of God. How did these people miss the ways of God? They did not approve, acknowledge, or regard God's ways. So it says, I remember we said it's a choice. We make the choice. We make the choice because God won't uh, 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 force us. The word approve, the description of the word approve is to honor, accept, and to accept as satisfactory. If you approve something, you honor it, and you settle. It is satisfactory. I'm not looking for option, another option. The word of God, I approve it. If it says, this is the, if he says, this is your portion, I'm happy with what he says, because it is, um, it, it, it's, it is satisfactory. It doesn't, God will never deny me anything that 
uh, he thinks I need, okay? Acknowledge is to accept, to admit the existence of, and recognize the importance or quality of. So we have to understand and acknowledge the quality of the word of God. Because it's one thing to uh, uh, claim uh, uh, or, or confess, but we have to go deeper than confession and understand the quality of the word we are confessing. It's a power carrier. It's not just a confession word. We are not saying it because it's a cliche. It's not a cliche. It's a quality. It's substantial. It, its DNA carries weight. It's loaded. That word is loaded. So it's our belief system has to know the weight of the word of God. And what is to regard is to consider or think of in a specified way. So that means we are paying attention to and we give it concern. So we esteem the word as the preeminent commodity in our lives. If there is anything that is critical that we have or we must have, it's the word. It's the highest desire of our lives. It's the most costly commodity. So we value it, we treasure it, we hold it with the highest esteem that it has. So then I would say that what you approve and regard, you pursue. Isn't it? If you approve it and you regard it, then you will pursue it. Because you can't say that I approve it, I regard it, I acknowledge it, I value it, but anyway, I'll find it when I do. <laughs> You understand? If you're saying you find it when you do, uh, you will not meet, you, your, 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 your paths will not cross. <laughs> you, have, you, you need to pursue that word, isn't it? Look at what Hebrews 12, 14 says. Hebrews 12, 14 says, <clears throat> Hebrews 12, 14, I'm not sure which version, I think it could be the NLT. Even that is okay. We can read that one. Okay. Let's, let's start. Both are okay. Let's, so let's go with that one. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. So who are those? Those that are not pursuing. There's a price that is paid by not pursuing. You can say you approve, but if you're not pursuing it, you won't mean. That's why the, 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 the starting word, word there says work at. Work at. Pursue <laughs> the life of holiness. Work at living holy. It requires you to take some action. It's an action word. It's not a dormant word. Work at living holy. Pursue holiness to arrive at your spiritual destination. Because if you're not pursuing holiness, you may arrive somewhere, but it might not be where you think you thought you were arriving. So please, pursue holiness to arrive at your spiritual destination. If you simply approve without pursuing any matter, that matter stays on the shelf accumulating dust. And it's good for nothing. We know that. I mean, if you follow the government and the commissions, and I don't know this commission for what and this committee for, they, all, they sit, they eat, they go for 
hold to uh, cause hotels in the cause they spend money they come up with a document huge document and then it's put somewhere in the shelf and the matter 20 years down the road nobody knows what happened there was something called a commission of inquiry uh, uh, there have been so many if you ask what they did nobody knows nobody knows what they did why because they were not working at arriving somewhere. They were, they seemed like they were working, but they were not working with the end in mind. The life of, this, the life of spirituality, we must have an end in mind. Where am I ending? There's a destination in my spiritual life. So I am intentional about it. As people, I mean, if you're looking for business plans, go to people's houses. Business plans? Major. <laughs> Major business plans. <laughs> Nobody implemented those business plans. Somebody tried a couple of months and realized, oh, this thing is difficult. <laughs> they shifted back and we go find a job. <laughs> I'm telling you, because people think that things come on a silver platter. If they don't. You have to work at it. You have to work, put your heart in what you're doing, okay? So, when we learn of a particular way of God, we must follow through in doing it or leaving it. Whatever you learn in the word of God, whatever it is, you must have follow through to make sure that you're pursuing it to the expected end. Hebrews 4.12, in the Amplified Classic, let's, let, let's read Hebrews 4.12, uh, sorry, 4.12. This is what the word of God says. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. Do you see any dormancy in the word of God there? There's nothing dormant about the word of God. It's, it's active, it's operative, it's energizing, it's effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, which is the soul and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging and very, the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Goodness, the word is at work in every aspect and in every regard. It's not, it's not dormant. It's very, very active. And that's why God's word becomes effective when it's done. Because in itself, it's loaded. It carries the power. So when it is done, it cannot fail. That's why we can confidently say, for there is nothing too difficult for God. It is the word that we are talking about when we are saying, is there anything impossible for God? We are not talking about the God himself. We are talking about the word of God because we interact with the word of God. That's how we interact with God. So is there anything too difficult for our God? No. That means there's no nothing too difficult for the word. Once the word is applied, it, it has inherent power in itself to produce. 
the desired results. So it's just that we have to be careful that we are consistently applying it. So keeping, keeping the word of God at knowledge level is as good as being a dormant shareholder. Literally. Keeping the word of God at knowledge level. I know it, I know it. I can quote it, I can say a poem of the whole uh, chapter. You know it, <laughs> but if you're not doing it, you can equate it to a dormant shareholder. Who is a dormant shareholder? They only receive trickles of the profit. They call them dividends. At the end of the year, you are sent, I don't know, you have 20 shares, and each share was equated to three shillings. What is that? <laughs> and that organization has a, 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 an MD who drives a Prado. He has a rented house in Mudaiga. He has two guards, and he has three uh, uh, who cooks, and he has petrol paid for him. What is that? And you, you are receiving three shillings per share. And what is he taking? What's the difference between you and him? He's active, you're dormant. He's active, you're dormant. He's active, you're dormant. That's the very difference between the, the, those who enjoy the benefit of the word of God and those who only know there is the word of God. So what is the secret? I don't only want to know the word of God. I want to walk in the truth of the word of God. So I'm a doer of the word. So I am a recipient of the full benefits of the word of God. I'm not a dormant Christian. I refuse to be a dormant Christian. At all costs, I will not be a pastis, uh, uh, an observer. That the house of, in the house of God, there is praise and worship, and I'm just there. I wonder, what is that? You need to be a participator of what is happening because there is a spirit that is riding. It's the spirit of glory. And therefore, because you are a participant, there's nothing that is skipping you. You're not being skipped by the blessing because you are a doer of the word of God. So we, please, I command you, don't be a recipient of the dividends of the spirit at the end of the year. And you, they are not even guaranteed. They wait to hear. <laughs> and they call themselves shareholders. What is that? <laughs> Take the full benefits. Claim your full benefits. You understand? They are there. Matthew, I think it's Matthew 18, 19. It says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent take it. Yeah, not seated down. You sit down. You'll be saying, those are ours, and you do not even enjoy those that you're saying are ours. We all ought to be enjoying the benefit. So when, the, when our pastor is talking to us about living the life of truth, it's because there is a life that is above this natural realm that we can enjoy the fullness of. Why? Because we, we have qualified. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us. The word of God has sanctified us. We've been given the aid, the help, the supporter in the form of the Holy Spirit. We are free. We live in a free, a free country where worship is free. How can we not enjoy the benefit of that word? So we walk in the truth so that we can be recipients of, of, of that word. This is, uh, this is what I'll end with this scripture. Then we can pray. It's 2 Corinthians 2.14. This is us. 
2 Corinthians 2.14. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it says. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. And through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Do you locate yourself? You have. <laughs> you, you are a carrier of the fragrance of God. Thanks be to God who in Christ Jesus always, always leads us in triumph. Always. It's not sometimes. It's not in January and then by March things are too complicated. It doesn't matter the economic situation. It is not tied to a political policy. It isn't. It's always. Thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. And through us, the ones that are led into triumph, through us, he spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. So we are containers of the fragrance of what Christ emanates. So there is so much we can do if we so much agree with God and if we always and consistently do the word of God. And therefore, when we walk, we live by the truth of the word of God. I will say that then we become usable to become a building material in the kingdom of God. Each one of us. So how does his fragrance emanate to the society? It's through us. So tonight, I want us to believe God to reveal to us, to give us revelation of the how to walk in the truth of the word of God, that we may be impactive. I know we desire, we, want, we desire, so we can get into a level where it's, it's, it's easy. I, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think sometimes back pa pastor taught, yeah, I do, not too long ago, about believing. Did he, do you remember? He spoke to us about believing. Yeah, I know he did. That, that we, we, uh, we believe, we believe. Because when we believe, we, we walk in that which we believe. When you're fully convinced, then it will not be complicated for you to walk in that which you believe. It's one thing for somebody to drag you along, but it's one thing to take yourself somewhere. Because when you're taking yourself somewhere, you're already convinced of what you're, you're doing as opposed to you're following somebody else. So we'd like to be impactful in the kingdom of God. We would like to be that fragrance. We would like to be those ones that build the kingdom of God in an accelerated format so that we are not just walking. You know how the Kikuyu sing a funny song that they say they are walking slowly, slowly. That they go, kiyo kiyo kahora jereke. And they are like, where are you going slowly, slowly? Which God is slowly, slowly? Slowly, slowly going. <laughs> Honestly, going where? This, this, kingdom, this kingdom, Jesus said, redeem the time. And then they are walking slowly, slowly. Going where? And God is looking in heaven and is like, did they not read the scripture? I say, redeem the time for the days are evil. And they are 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm not singing that song. Go, walking slowly, going. <laughs> anyway, I'm fast-paced, but nonetheless, you stand up, we pray, before I start my stories. <laughs> Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. So tonight, let's just believe God for unveiling of our eyes, revelation of the plan of God for us, for this ministry. Just believing God for the nation. You know, there is so much truth. When truth permeates a nation, the, the script Bible says, I think I... I think it's uh, Proverbs so says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So when we engage in the truth, you know what we'll be doing? We are taking territory and we are gaining ground in the nation, in the marketplace, in the schools, in the business communities, in wherever we are, we are gaining truth is permeating. And as truth is permeating, it's transforming this nation. In the name of Jesus. It is, I cancel the word of the, the kingdom of darkness. I, watch, I was watching an, another just clip how you go to YouTube and something comes up. And I got interested. It said 12 nations that are likely to go bust this year. 12 nations. And I said 12 nations that are likely to go bust. And then they listed. I don't know. There was Brazil. There was I don't know what. There was, Kenya was number six. I said I cancel that. Go bust. Where? How? There's no way it can go bust. We are here, people. We are here. Okay? So the truth that we are knowing and walking in is what will undergird the nation. So tonight we are praying. We are praying for the nation. We are praying for the nation based on the truth of the word of God. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Your word has never failed. Your word will remain forever. The Bible says forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So we are joining our faith with your spirit tonight. We are making utterances of faith. We are enacting the code of heaven on earth. And we are declaring what heaven wants to be done. May the, your, the glory of your name be the center from where our prayers stand to tonight, even in believing for this nation, our Father. Let's pray in tongues tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Father. We glorify your holy name tonight. Your name is higher than every other name. Your ways are higher than all the uh, uh, ways of men. Your ways are higher than our ways, O oh God. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, O oh Lord, our God, tonight. So we acknowledge your ways. We approve of your ways, O oh God. We acknowledge and we regard you as the source of our livelihood, as the only one who knows the exact and the quality of the life that we ought to live, O oh God. So tonight we are submitted to your authority. We submit 
submit to the kingship of your word. Oh Lord our God, you said in the name of Jesus that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and that word became life and he dwelt among men. That is why we live because you manifested your word in the form of your son to come and bring redemption and deliverance to our lives. Oh, Lord our God, tonight, we are a grateful church. We are a grateful people tonight that you found us, oh, our God, and you made us your own. And we've been called the children of God. We have been given access and acceptance in the family of our God that tonight we can approach your throne with boldness and pray, oh, Lord, as your spirit has led us. We thank you for the utterances that we have made even concerning our own lives, God, that we may love your word beyond anything else, that we may treasure your, your word more than we treasure God, that we may value your word and give it its highest esteem. We confess that is the portion of this congregation, the Congregation of Living Faith International and Victory Faith Church, O oh Lord our God. They will never exchange your word with anything earthly. The Bible says that we call those things that be as not as though they are not. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, we are declaring tonight, we are calling those things that are not as though they are. In the name of Jesus, we are declaring that in this congregation, your word is loved, your word is valued, your word is esteemed, your word is regarded, your word is approved at the highest level. We recognize it as the cushion of our life because we know we cannot excel, we cannot live, we cannot have the healthy lives that we have except by the word of God. So we value your word tonight, oh God, and every day of our life, we esteem your word beyond everything else. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, it is our honest prayer that you reveal your word to this congregation, that as we study your word, oh God, it's not a book that we are reading, but that the word of God comes from the pages of the Bible, and it goes into the tabernacles of our hearts, that our hearts, oh Lord, our God, have the capacity to hold your word, because we are doers of the word of God. It continues to jam and to increase. So we declare we have increased in revelation. We have the revelation of the word of God. That's why we will pray Ephesians 1 and say that, uh, oh Lord our God, that you open our eyes and give us understanding that we may know, oh Lord our God, the hope to which we have been called for. We've been called to know the word of God because the word of God is the incorruptible seed. It carries the power. It carries the power for our life. It carries the power for our children. It carries the power for our nation. It carries the power to build this ministry. It carries the power in our communities. The word of God is unquestionable. It does not have a match. There is nothing that can equal the word of God. So we elevate it in our lives, oh God. 
our Father, as you give us revelation of your word, and we love your word, O oh Lord our God, then our lives start to blossom, and that of our children start to blossom, and the communities where we live in start to blossom, and therefore we can confidently speak the word of God over this nation tonight, and call this nation a sheep nation rising. This nation cannot burst. There is no way this nation can go burst. In the authority of the word of God, we declare a turnaround. We call you the center on which this nation runs, oh God. This nation turns to our God. This nation turns to our God. Oh, the economy of this nation turns to our God. And therefore tonight, in the name of Jesus, we join our faith together, even concerning the bill that is at the table, the financial your bill. Oh, yes, oh, Lord our God. We refuse to look at the bill from the political arena. We look at that bill from the spiritual arena, and we speak to you. You bill, you will favor the citizens of this nation. You will favor the communities of this nation. You will favor our children. You will favor the needy. You will favor the common man. We speak to you tonight <clears throat> in the authority of the word of God and we declare there is a consensus over that bill and that consensus is not to favor any political party. It is to favor the people of Kenya. Therefore, we are declaring the word of God is written on it. The word of God will write on it. The spirit of God will write on it. The favor of God will write on it. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, we are receiving a nation that has turned around. Kenya, you have turned around. You have turned around. Economically, you have turned around. There is plenty of food in this nation. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Karema Shandasa. Karebo Share. Karebo Bobosho. Teremosere Bebeshete. Kerema Moshande. Remeshete Rebaboza. Karemande Remande Remeshere Batarabashande Rebabasayata. Oh, Ramasha Yababanta. Oh, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you. We refuse. We refuse to look and view things from the eyes of man. But we are looking from the third heaven where we have authority. We have authority of the, the kingdom of darkness. We are contending for the nation tonight in the name of Jesus. We are calling Kenya out of darkness into your marvelous light, out of the, of the economic hole, into the blossomness of your word. We are reminded of, of, the, of, of Psalms 35 hey, in the name of Jesus. We are declaring our God. Our God is fighting for Kenya. Our God is fighting for Kenya. Karema Shandasa. Karemo Sharebabasa. Remamase Keremande Rebeserebata. Oh, our Father, tonight. Oh, we speak. We speak to the minds of the politicians. Hira Shanderebata. The Bible reminds us, oh Lord our God. That when the prophets could not even hear your word, you even used a donkey. And you caused your purpose over the nation of Israel against all odds. 
our God and our Father, we covet your favor upon the nation of Kenya. And so we are declaring against all odds, this nation will not go under in the name of Jesus. So we are declaring prosperity in the nation of Kenya. We are declaring growth of business in the nation of Kenya. We are declaring, oh Lord our God, a divine intervention, a divine intervention that will cause the finances of this nation to be loose from where the enemy has held them. Oh, which are the angels of God. We send you on mission. We send you on a mission to rescue our nation tonight in the name of Jesus. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, we are wanting to declare, we are declaring in the authority of the word that there will be no derailment of our school system. Our children will not lose track of their education calendar on account of poverty. So we are declaring there is an, an, a, a help by the angels of God. Oh Lord over our education system in the name of Jesus we are declaring tonight oh God demonstrations are over in the name of Jesus. We are declaring sanity in the mind of every Kenyan to look to God as our only source. Oh, David was wise enough to tell his son that when you obey the laws of God and all the commandments and all his ways, then your life will be successful all the time, everywhere. That's what we declare over Kenya. Kenya is prosperous all the time, everywhere, because the word of God is the source of the prosperity of the nation. And so, our Father, tonight, we join our faith together. Even as we agree together concerning the Malsabit mission, our pastor and his team tonight, we speak over their lives in the name of Jesus. We know the blood of Jesus has covered them. They are being successful in, uh, in Masabit. And so again tonight we are declaring, may the truth of the word of God be revealed in their hearts, O Lord our God. May the heart of God for Masabit continue to unfold in our pastor's heart as they do this mission, O Lord our God. May they hear clearly. May there be be clarity, oh Lord our God, on where the, the, this mission is heading, this, this, uh, this ministry. Father, we declare that there are understanding, there is revelation, there is accuracy, there is emphasis, oh Lord our God, on what this mission means to this church, oh God, and to the kingdom of God. So we are declaring fruitfulness, 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 fruitfulness. They are bearing much fruit even with this mission, oh God. And they are coming back knowing what is the voice of God saying concerning Masabe to this congregation. And therefore, Father, we thank you. 
for what you are able to provide and the uh, hearts of the people and the souls of young uh, children and middle-aged and old men and women that they've been able to touch. May those seeds bear fruit, O oh God. The Bible says that our seeds, oh, that we bear seeds in keeping with repentance. May the word of God spread there. May the grace of God spread there. May the masses of God spread there. May the light of your kingdom spread there. May you illuminate that land, O oh God, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the seeds that our pastors are sowing there, O oh Lord our God, may it germinate for generation. May it become a, become a posterity that will carry them for, for ages, O oh Lord our God. So we receive them back in safety and in security. And tonight, our Father, we want to thank you for your word to us, O oh Lord our God, that none of us will ever, O oh Lord our God, believe a lie taught by anybody or by ourselves. But we will always be ready to hear what the Lord has to say. This is our prayer tonight. May you sharpen our hearing. May you sharpen our seeing. May you sharpen our, uh, our understanding. May our hearts understand the ways of God. May our desire be to please you only. May we only hear your voice, O oh Lord our God. As the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice, and the voices of strangers they will not follow. May we be in the company of those who fear hear the voice of the Lord and obey the voice of the Lord that we may walk in victory each one of us in the path that you have called us but collectively as a church building the kingdom of God until your way is formed in the hearts of your people tonight we thank you again for the rain we never call the rain a, 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 an interruption. The rain is a blessing. And therefore, tonight we receive it. We thank you for what you're doing. As you're opening the, 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 uh, the doors of heaven and pouring rain, may you open, oh Lord our God, the doors of the Spirit, the glory of God to reign in our hearts, that in our hearts there will be rain of your Spirit. May the rain of your Spirit fill our houses. May the rain of your Spirit fill our businesses. May the rain of your spirit fill our thoughts, O oh God. May the rain of your spirit consume us and cause us, O oh Lord our God, to be the ambassadors that you have put us on earth to become. So tonight we want to bless you and we want to thank you once again for your blessing upon our lives, O oh God. Oh Father, we thank you as we bring our tithes and our offerings to you. You are our high priest, King Jesus. We do so willingly. We do so joyfully. We do so gladly because we recognize that there is nothing we have that we has not come from you. Everything we have has come from you, O oh God. So we give to you back, O oh Lord our God, with joy and expectation because we know that you have never denied us any good thing. O oh Lord, our pastor has kept reminding us Oh God, Jeremiah 32 40, that 
you are a covenant keeper and that you have covenanted to keep us, O Lord our God, and to do us good forever, that we may forever worship you, that we will stay in your house and we will never leave you, our God. May you help us by your spirit to stay the course until we reach our spiritual destination when we see you face to face. And we thank you and we bless you and we honor you tonight. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.